In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who gives us something to be thankful for. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, there's a story of two Roman Catholic priests who uh, go to visit another Roman Catholic priest who has just witnessed a, a miraculous healing. Uh, and, and so they go and they visit this guy and, and, and they're talking to him about this healing. The, the healing that happened was a man who was uh, paralyzed from the, the neck down, all of a sudden was, was able to, to regain his faculties. He was able to get up and walk around. And uh, so they, they went and they talked to him and they, they were talking about this great healing miracle. Something that, that you may even be like, ah, Jay, that doesn't happen, man. Um, but uh, this priest was like, no, it really happened. This, uh, this guy was paralyzed, he was in a wheelchair, all of that, and now he's up and walking around. And the two priests were like, man, that is awesome. Praise God, that is a fantastic miracle. And the priest, the older priest who, who witnessed the healing said, that's not the miracle. And they said... There's more? <laughs> and the priest said, well, well yeah, actually, they, there was more even be, before that. Because you see, how this guy got paralyzed was that uh, he was driving with his wife and young child. And uh, as they were driving around, the, this man, um, uh, this drunk driver came onto the road. And this drunk driver hit the other man's car and uh, instantaneously killed his wife and his young child. And then uh, as a result of that accident, that is what left this man paralyzed from the neck down. And, uh, and the, the miracle here is that uh, after regaining consciousness and, and, um, and uh, understanding what happened, understanding the pain and the sorrow of, of what had happened to his wife and his young child, that uh, only weeks after that he was able to um, speak words of forgiveness to the drunk driver who killed his wife and his child. And the other part of the miracle that's maybe even a bigger part of the miracle is that this man lived for 30 years in this paralyzed state without ever losing faith in God. That I was his priest for those 30 years and never once did he lose his faith. And you start to go, wow, I, I can kind of get what the guy is saying here. And in some ways, that's kind of a story that leads us into this story that we have in the gospel reading of a, a story that causes us maybe to take a little bit of a pause, take a little bit of a time out, uh, take a little bit of time to say, okay, well, what's really the miracle here? Because in, in a lot of ways, I, I think what we see as the miracle in the story when we're reading it, just kind of surface level, is we go, hey, this guy said thank you. Right? 
We're, we're kind of like, oh, well, uh, this guy was healed. Okay, fair enough. Those, that, that's a Jesus thing. That's what Jesus does. Jesus heals lepers. So that's obviously not supposed to be the thing that's drawing my eye. The thing that is drawing my eye is that this Samaritan dude, and we don't know much about Samaritans, except we know that they're usually not the person that's supposed to be doing something good. Right? <laughs> Uh, the, the good Samaritan is not supposed to be good. That is why he's called the good Samaritan instead of just, oh, there was a Samaritan. And so here, the Samaritan is the guy who's giving thanks because what he, he's not supposed to be the guy who's giving thanks. The Samaritans are supposed to be a rotten bunch. They're supposed to be the guys that never give thanks. Santa is bringing them coal, all of that. And so you, you go, oh, well, this is all about thankfulness, and I should be thankful. And, and, um, and, and uh, sure enough, in, in our world, well, sometimes thankfulness does kind of look like a miracle, doesn't it? If you don't think thankfulness is a miracle, just work in food service for a while. There's a whole bunch of lack of thankfulness that we have in our world. A whole bunch of things that we take for granted and that we even refuse sometimes to be thankful for. And that's no different in our spiritual lives. In our spiritual lives, we take and take and take and take from God so much of the time, and yet... How often do we stop and say thank you for those things that we're receiving? And so sure enough, there's a part of this reading that operates on the level of the law that says you should give thanks. You should be thankful. You should be thankful for the fact that you are breathing right now. That you're even in this room right now. You should be thankful that we have AC. (laughs) You should be thankful that there's a number of things that you could be thankful for right at this moment. There was a a lady early on in my life who who taught me that uh, before... I wanted to ask for a blessing that, that what I should do is I should, I should count on my fingers the blessings that I already had. And then after that, if I still felt like that was something to ask for, then I, I could go ahead. Because we do have a lack of thankfulness. And so this story is a story about thankfulness. But even more than that, this story is about a different concept. It's about a concept that we call in the Christian world faithfulness. But nobody knows what faithfulness is. It has that goofy faith word in it that we can't seem to define that one either. So instead of faithfulness, this is talking about loyalty. This is talking about that that idea of knowing that you are going to show up for something regularly. Or that somebody else is going to be somebody who shows up regularly for you. 
that sense of loyalty, that uh, even if somebody does something wrong to me, I'm still going to be their friend. That sense of loyalty, even if things get tough, I'm still going to be there for that person or for that thing or for that concept. We understand loyalty, and it's also, like thankfulness, one of those things that we don't see very often. But I think this reading is much more actually about loyalty than it is about thankfulness. Because after all, if you look at the cast of characters, the cast of characters kind of, well, they they tip your way of looking at this story. Because the Samaritan in this story, well, he can't be an A-list character because he doesn't even have a name. He's just one of ten lepers in a village somewhere between Samaria and Galilee. One of ten lepers who's hanging around apparently with some Jewish folks. And they see Jesus, they've heard about Jesus, and so they yell out at him because they're not able to approach him. They're not supposed to approach him. They're supposed to keep their distance so that Jesus doesn't get the the Jews from the lepers. And so they said, Lord, have mercy on us. And Jesus, in return, kind of shouts out the healing at them. Yeah, they're like, hey, can you heal us? Jesus is like, it's done. And they go, okay. And so what do they do next? They, they go to the priest. Now, the reason that they go to the priest is not so that they can go and pray. It's not so that they can go and confess their sins. It's not so that they can go and have communion. The reason that they go to the priest is because the priest in that time, if you're a leper, the priest is the guy who says that you check out. He's the one that says you can enter back into society because if you're a leper, you can't hang around with other people. That's why they're yelling at Jesus. And so if they go to the priest, the priest is supposed to be the brave guy who maybe with a stick is like, okay, show me. Okay, looks like you're pretty good so far. Because leprosy was highly contagious. And so they go to the priest in order to kind of, they believe that this has happened. And sure enough, as they're going, they see that this is happening. They, They continue going to the priest. And then you get this one, one guy, the Samaritan, who, who comes back to Jesus and, and says thank you and, and praises him and all of that. But, but Jesus' response to him is, is, well, it's kind of telling. And, and there's something else that's telling here. The other thing that's telling is that um, uh, the nine people who go and show themselves to the priest, we are not given anywhere later in Luke that they return and, oh, the leprosy came back. They go to the priest and the priest checks him out and the priest says, you're healed. Because that's what the text of Scripture says. As they went, they were healed. So all ten of them get healed. One of them comes back to say thank you. Jesus marvels at this one. He says, uh, <laughs> weren't there ten? Like, what are you, the representative? But he says, weren't there nine? And then he says, rise and go in your way. Your faith 
That act of trusting that what Jesus said is true, your faith has made you well. Well, that faith, that act of trusting that what Jesus has said makes them well, that faith is the thing that all other nine of those folks had. Because they went to go see the priest. If they didn't have faith, they would have been like, ha! Whatever, Jesus, I don't believe you. But no, they went to the priest. They said, hey, check me out. I'm clean, this guy. He said, come see you. Think you know him. Maybe. (laughs) And so, the focus of this story isn't the one guy who came back to say thank you. If anything, to God, that's an assumption of your behavior. That when you're healed, of course you'll give thanks. When you see that things in your life are forgiven, when you see that your sins are washed away, when you see that God is blessing you in manifest ways, it's almost assumed here by God, of course, you'll say thank you. And of course, we're sinners. So, we don't always do what God assumes we should do. But that's not what the story is about. What the story is about is God's character of faithfulness. Is God's character of loyalty that is shown to these ten men. Not just one of them, not nine of them, but these ten whom he has saved. If they give thanks or if they don't. And there is obviously an expectation to give thanks. And there's goodness to giving thanks. But God's blessing you is not dependent upon your thanks. God's forgiveness of your sins is not dependent upon your thanks. And the good news there is that if it were dependent upon your thanks, that somehow you then could be manipulating God. But God here is saying there's no manipulation happening here. This is not because of you. This is not because I think that you're going to say thank you and then you don't. This is because I want to give you this gift of healing. And it's going to happen with your thanks or without. And that loyalty, that faithfulness, is something then that when we understand that God has been so faithful to us, we can be faithful to those around us. And so walking out of this sermon, when you go to lunch today, wherever you go to lunch, if that person puts the food down in front of you, yes, you should say thank you. But more than that, 
Embrace that character of Jesus. That for all of the other people in your life, no matter how they're treating you, that you're being faithful to them. Because that is what Jesus has done for you. He is faithful to you. Brings you healing. Brings you forgiveness. Brings you into eternal life. Without your thanks. And so may you, this week, give thanks. But may that truly be giving thanks. For a gift that you have not deserved. And a gift that you know would come even if you didn't say thank you. Amen.